Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello chaps and chapesses, it's the IGN UK podcast, I'm Stu and I'm joined by the mighty Chris Tilly. Hello. And the lovely Daniel Kruper. Hello. And I better start off with an apology because uh, last week's podcast, uh, I said it was the last one from our old office. What a dick move. We're squeezing, is it a dick move? I thought it was quite a good move, it's nice and Yeah, but a dick move saying it was the last one. squeezing one more out before we leave. Yeah, a bit we're, early. We're, we're sitting between a bunch of boxes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's really cobbled together. Depressing Unlike room. usually. And there's only three of us today because everyone's packing up their desks. Well, yeah. the other ones have been let go, Chris. It's <laughs> like that episode in the office. You're coming to the new office. You're coming to the <laughs> office. You're not. We all know who that is. I wish. I'd love it if we quietly let go of people until it was just me left. Yeah, well, do you know, I, I, I have a horrible feeling. The rest of IGN are out there in the real world and we're in this tiny room. What happens if we open that door at the end of the podcast and they've all gone? No Shit, forwarding address. Like yeah, I haven't got, I haven't got, got the all address. the consoles in here. <laughs> I haven't got the address of the new place. Have you not? That would be it. So you've actually got an IGN t-shirt on. First time ever. First time ever. Yeah. You're not really usually on brand, are you? Not really, but I thought I'm going to be moving a lot of stuff. I'm going to get covered in shit. I'm not going to wear any of my own clothes. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it. That's how it happens. So you, that, the majority of us have been packing things away this week, but not Chris Tilly. You've been rubbing shoulders with the rich and famous. What? So none of you pack my stuff away? No. no. Ew. Today's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, I got back from Comic Con last night, so apologies if I'm a little bit jet lagged. Um, and plus, you don't really get much sleep at that place. Everything goes on till late and then starts up early. So we're not. Um, you know what? You're getting yeah, no, no sympathy, sympathy from us. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I'm not complaining. Oh, yeah, it's really hard. I'm not, co- oh. I'm not complaining. It was brilliant, actually. I enjoyed it much more this time than last time. But maybe that's because I didn't have a pass. What, this time? So I could, Yeah, I couldn't actually get into Comic-Con. What? <laughs> I didn't go into You're Comic-Con. Fri- the fringes of Comic-Con. So, <laughs> so hang on, we sent you to Comic-Con. <laughs> yeah, what? I, didn't, I didn't go in. Good job, Simmons is not on this. There's too many people in there. But it means I didn't get to, I didn't get to see the big presentations in Hall H. But what I was doing is for the first time ever we did live streaming from um, Comic Con. So we did four hours a day. You did your live streaming. You said I did. you were going to stream live. I know. I, I streamed all over Edgar Wright's face. Oh. Um, yeah, we, we did. I, I was hosting a bunch of them, so that was it. Was stressful, but it was very exciting. I felt like Jeremy Paxman or something. What? We asking the tough questions. I saw you interview Ava Green. That yeah, went well. That didn't go so well. That's not the first time you've interviewed her, though, is it? Is that the first time uh, you've interviewed her? I'm sure you've done her before. No, I think that is. Is it? I might have spoken I to her on Bond. Based on this interview, you should check it out. It's she is awful. She's a bit strange, isn't she's, she? Yeah, she wouldn't even reply. She's so pretty. But they were also they were promoting the 300. Sequel? Uh, well, it's not. It's not a sequel or yeah. a prequel. It actually takes place at the same time. What? Okay. As the original three hundred. I mean, it's not but coming it's... to cinemas, but a, a plastic disc <laughs> supermarket. No, no, I'm joking, no, I'm joking. But I felt like we were us interviewing them. We were as disinterested in the movie as they were. <laughs> like it was, and they couldn't say anything. I don't know why, but they couldn't talk about the film much because it's not out f- for ages. And it was like, what are we doing here? Fifteen Did minutes. You that of... interview short. No, it was the full 15 minutes. Oh, God. And she didn't want to speak. Uh, the other two lads were okay. She did not speak at all. She didn't even uh, that acknowledge was, you. That was right at the start of my Comic-Con. I was thinking, this is going to be dreadful. 
But then um, as it went on, the guests got better and better that we had in. I suppose if you've got to, if you've got to do something like that, it's best to get the shit bit out of the way first then. Yeah, I'm the not f- saying that Eva Green's shit, but... And the first interview I, I did was uh, Lily Taylor for The Conjuring, and I, I think she's great, and I think the film's great, but again, she, she was very quiet and quite shy, and she didn't have lots to say. Not Nick Frost. <laughs> no, so that was a painful 15 minutes. But then, yeah, Edgar, Nick and Simon came up to talk World's End. The kick-ass guys came up, who were really good fun. The Evil Dead guys came up, uh, who were really good fun. But I did find it quite a struggle also. They're not on the site anymore, I don't think. But I had to do lots of round-up pieces about what had been happening on the show floor. Mm. But I was talking about things I hadn't seen. Ow. So that was quite hard. Right, we ha- first thing when we leave this off, um, room, we're going to have to go find all these. <laughs> no, I think we didn't. I don't think those are up. I think just the interviews are up, like, permanently. Those were just live. So I was having people relay to me what they'd seen. Sure. But certainly, uh, yeah, it was quite hard to really describe it properly. See, that sounds to me like they do on the BBC. When, the, when you see the news and they throw to somebody live at the scene and the person at the scene actually knows less about what's happening the than the, the people studio. back at the studio. I think we should always do that with Chris. We're going over to Chris now. Well, I, that, that exact thing happened last night because I, was, I got back in the flat about six and it was just when the live uh, broadcast of the new baby coming out of mm. the hospital happened. That's and, been live broadcast. And so <laughs> we could we could hear what um, Will and Kate were saying, but Nicholas Witchell, who was down on the on the floor there, couldn't hear. Nicholas. And so afterwards, he was trying to round it up, and he was just speculating on what they'd said. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas we actually knew what they'd said. <laughs> he was That's speculating good. on how it came out. My favourite thing of the week was the front cover of the Sun when, and it was a pit, full picture of Kate looking very pretty, and yeah. the headline was "It's a boy." I was like, that's a headline, that's a scoop. Well done. I don't, this has been amazing actually this week with all the the raw baby news, because are you guys old enough to remember when Prince William was born? Probably not. Yeah, I am. No, because he's older than me. That was like a four minute news flash in the middle of the snooker. Yeah, as it should be. Yeah, as it should be. And this has been going on for about the last month. And in fact, don't don't interrupt the snooker either. Yeah, it's bad for honest. Yeah, it was bad. It was, third it was bad did. enough for the Iranian hostage situation. I seem to remember when they when they when the SAS stormed the embassy. That was good. I've still got my video um, of the Iranian of, embassy. No, of, of um, the 1966 Batman movie. Uh, which I recorded off the telly when I was a little kid, and they interrupted that to say the Falklands War had ended. Wow! And I was livid. Were you? Yeah, I mean, I was happy. I was happy that the war had ended, but every time I tried to watch Batman, it would be interrupted by this depressing news I didn't understand. Oh, God damn it. I'd like to see the adverts in the middle of the... If, it, if it's on one of the commercial channels, I bet there's some terrific you love TV adverts. Oh, old like old adverts are great. Yeah, no, did, you not, did you not edit out the adverts by pressing pause? Yeah, but I guess I, w- I think I was too young to be doing that, and I, I guess I would have edited out the, the Falklands War ending as well if I had been doing that yeah. and also it might, have been, on a, it might have been on a timer maybe it's the first time you saw Batman you thought it was just a weird avant-garde fucking <laughs> imagine that if you watch the, it is Whoa. a weird movie it's a weird middle age it is like the United Nations all getting turned into um, like dust at the end of the movie yeah. anyway that's weird <laughs> Um, speaking so, of Batman, speaking of speaking of Batman and speaking of Comic Con, some big news from some Comic-Con. big news. In fact, I couldn't keep track of it all, especially because <laughs> what, like you probably know more than me about what happened. I've been going through the site trying to catch up, <laughs> but certainly the the biggest news, without doubt, was the announcement of a Batman and Superman team up movie. But that was very strange the way that came out because mm. it was before the, the LA Times, I think, leaked it before the panel. And so we weren't sure whether to report on it or not. And then we definitely were well, report. Yeah, we definitely were reporting that there was also a Flash and JLA movie. But then did that actually get announced? I'm not sure it actually did. I thought did. that did. Um, 
so, so, Schneider announced it in quite a dramatic way. He said, right, I'm, I'm officially going to be doing Man of Steel 2. But just to whet the appetite, didn't know how to announce this. Got a guy, brought an actor on. I think he was in Man of Steel to read a yeah, section of the Dark Knight. He's returns. one of the army generals. Right, okay. he's, he's, he's got a more dramatic um, voice than me, more more gravitas. So he brought him on to read a very famous section of the Dark Knight Returns, where Batman tells Clark, "Like we'll always remember, I'm the man that can beat you." Yeah, not that famous though. Or I don't know what it says about Comic Con because. Uh, if you watch it, only about two people in the audience actually recognised that passage well, and knew what was they, coming. They, they, I need to be there and they don't. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I feel like... Um, like... And just when the, the symbol was announced, like, have you seen Have you seen the footage of yeah. people reacting? It, I thought they were going to tear up the place. Yeah, it's crazy. But they all seem to be forgetting one thing. What? It's Zach being Schneider. directed by Zack Snyder. Yeah. You like, so, you've liked previous Zack Snyder movies. I liked, I liked one. I liked Sucker Punch. So he might make another one you like. Right. How many films has he made? So... How many films has he made? Four. Four? Four How many have I liked? One. So. The odds of him making another film that I like? Low. Not necessarily. Yes, necessarily. No. Yes. You're just playing devil's advocate. You know, I did say devil's advocate because you're wearing a (laughs) yellow Uh. t-shirt. You know it's not going to be very good, don't you? Come on, you know it. You know deep in your heart, you know this is not going to be a very good movie. I don't know, I rewatched Man of Steel uh, the weekend with my mum who had not seen it and I liked it more the second time. I really, you, liked it. The, yeah. I really liked it apart from the last half hour. Yeah. Um, you know how they think this could be better, Chris? How? If they put a Shrek in it. Strange in jokes. Snyder's co writing the story with David S. Goya again, who will then write the screenplay himself. They're going to shoot it next year. Yeah. Coming out summer 2015. So it is is the sequel to Man of Steel. Yes. I think it's a really smart way of bringing Batman back. Because obviously the commercial pressure is to bring Batman back. Batman's the biggest character. He's made them over you know billions. Warner yeah. Brothers. Need to bring him back quickly. But having him not as the main character where you'd have to redo Gotham, Alfred, another Batman villain. Yeah. Making him a supporting character I think takes the spotlight somewhat off whoever gets that job. Yeah. And the treatment of Batman. Like, obviously, there'll be a lot of scrutiny still, mm. but sure. if they had to do it, it's the way they would do it. Yeah. Do you want Batman as a supporting character, though? Well, it, he's going to have to be, isn't he? Well, the thing no, is. No, but I, I'm not saying he's going to have to. I'm asking, as, as a fan, but do I, you want Batman I've got to th- support Superman yeah. as a, in that film? Yeah, you want because, him to be a yeah, supporting character? I'm not precious about it. We've had three great Batman movies, I've we've been blessed. Great. The Batman comic comics still exist all the stories where he's the main character still exist still on running series of Batman so yeah why not I think it's the way to take it in the movies yeah I think it's cool to mix things up a bit Um, see something different in this one Um, I'm wondering the big question is who they're going to cast though now yeah who do you think they they reference the Dark Knight uh, Returns Returns, and the symbol's quite reminiscent of that so do you think older because I think but but Superman's older in the Dark Knight Returns I don't think they're going to I think I'd rather them leave it another five years before they do Dark Knight Returns I think what's great is like you don't have to set anything up he he could just appear in Metropolis yeah and everyone would be like it was Batman Mm. you don't need to set Batman up at all like he's not one of those characters like they're going to struggle with some of the other yeah. um, JLA characters that I think are a bit more tricky what if they got somebody like Joseph Gordon-Levitt who was obviously Robin really in the last film it. But... like that does I think they'll want to totally separate it from the, the Nolan verse mm. but it's, it's Nolan presumably is going to be overseeing on, on he's yep. going to be attached so he's going to have some influence over it which makes me think he'll want to keep Levitt out of it to keep his movies distinct Carl Urban. 
Oh, I'd love to see Carl Urban. But I'd like to see Carl Urban in a standalone sure. Batman movie. Yeah. Like he could do Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Returns, returns. But he's got to be much older then, hasn't he? Yeah. I would like, if they'd ever did Dark Knight Returns, I'd like to see John Hamm as an older Batman. I want to see him as all the Superman, I think. But he doesn't age as quick, does he? Um, Bat Ham. Bat Ham. Bat Ham. (laughs) (laughs) It works. play Spider Pig. (laughs) Butler, fire up Photoshop quick. Um, did you, little known fact, January Jones has played alongside two port-based actors in Kevin Bacon and John Hamm. That's good. That That's good? not really a fact, but it is kind of. Avengers sequel then, there was some more news coming out about that at Comic-Con, yeah? Yeah, but no one really paid much attention because Batman and Superman Everyone was, just was the... still just like shitting themselves about Yeah, yeah. Right, so they announced the title for the Avengers sequel it's called Avengers Age of Ultron what's that mean? Ultron's like one of the most um, kind of famous Avengers um, foes he's kind of an artificial intelligence but I think Joss Whedon said that this is going to be a new take on the character Age of Ultron recently I think was used as a title for a comic series based on Ultron but basically that's just a so comic it's not, it's not going to be an adaptation is he like the that. cloud then is he? yeah he's, it's going to be the cloud Right. <laughs> some some of the details from Whedon during Comic Con said that Coulson won't be back, but he, that's not a great surprise. He got killed in the first one, and he's going to be in Shield, so he's probably not going to make a, a um, an appearance. Also, um, Ultron is kind of sometimes tied in the comic books with Hank Pym, who pl- who is Ant Man, mm. which they are also adapting. But Edgar Wright's doing that, isn't he? Yeah. Didn't Hank Pym create? Ultron. Yeah, so Whedon said that um, we'll have the villain Ultron will have a sort of a different origin story in his version, and yeah. him won't be in the film. Yes, but that could be a double bluff. Like you know, yeah. you never know. It could be a bait and switch. Aren't they both coming out in the same year, Ant Man and Avengers Two? Both scheduled for twenty fifteen. Yeah, twenty fifteen so. shaping up to be uh, unbelievable. Nuts, yeah. Dress part four as well. Star Wars. Yeah, it's one will have to fail. Yeah. Unlucky, oh. ba- unlucky Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, Edgar. <laughs> so, it's been so, that one out in February. It'll be fine. What, what's the latest on the J.J. Abrams rumours, by the way, about Star Wars? Because, of course, there's been all this talk that oh. he might be walking away from it. Well, is, is, is it you, you heard about this while you were over in Comic-Con, did you, Chris? Well, just people it, just say they've heard rumours. Is this originating something like Zachary Quinto saying he'll be back to direct Star Trek? And people are like, we can't. <laughs> He's doing Star Wars around that time. Zachary Quinto? Yeah, said who he, ah. he expects Abrams to be back for Star Trek 3 but they're like I don't how know can that happen Luke I mean it, it just seemed to be coming out of like bloggers saying they'd heard it from other bloggers oh. um, Lucasfilm have come out with a statement saying it's not true and that he's happy writing the script at the moment I think, I think they're basically using um, the fact that he's you know his family's based in LA and he's going to have to be stationed in London to film the movies but they're kind well, of that, using that as the rationale for why he would leave yeah. he's kind of latched onto that and keep I don't think there's anything to that one. So, are we excited for the Avengers 2 Age of Ultron? Yeah, I'm. I enjoyed the first film. I really liked it. You didn't, you, did you? Oh, I wasn't massively hey. over keen, but, you know, it is what it is. It'll be another I thought big... it was the best that that movie could I have I enjoyed been. the first film to the last half hour. I'm having that a lot with superhero movies these days. Well, you, well brace yourself, because there's going to be shitloads more of them. <laughs> um, what do you think? So, Avengers kind of nailed doing the kind of superhero team-up. JLA in 2017 is the rumour. Yeah. Um... 
Can they do it? Are they just forcing it? Like Marvel spent a long time seeding stuff, building stuff, yeah. making sure the characters were totally consistent. Well, Ke- Kevin Kevin Feige was saying uh, this week that they've got their films mapped out till twenty twenty one at Good. the moment. <laughs> it, it, you know, he said obviously things will change and we don't know the stories for them all, but we we've got a plan that right up until then at the moment for everything, which. Okay. It's why that universe is all working out, because they're so meticulously planning everything. Well, it feels like Warner Brothers for a long time and like, oh, can we do it? Oh, do we do it? We've got this. And then they've gone, Man of Steel's done okay at the cinema. All right, let's just like put it into gear. My worry is that they're going to rush it. And also, they're going for a very serious universe, yeah. it seems. Yeah. I think, I, think, I think Superman will become a bit more humorous in the second movie, though. Yeah. I think they'll listen to that criticism a little bit. Mm. I thought the first one was funnier than people said anyway. There were quite a few funny bits in it. It's just Clark wasn't his comedic self because he wasn't... Sorry, Superman wasn't because he wasn't, you know, funny, dopey Clark Kent. I, 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 it comes back... I just don't, I don't think Zack Snyder can do comedy very well. I don't mm. think he, he's a very... I don't think he's got much humour in him. I but think he's... He's just laughable. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's um, the issue, isn't it? But I, I think, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a fantastic art director. Brilliant. He's a fantastic art director, but... Um, as a, as a, as a, as a as a person director as somebody to direct people and direct emotion i think he fails yeah and that you need that to make these movies work based on the last half an hour of man of steel where the fight goes on for about 30 minutes when superman and batman probably meet what 30 minutes into the new movie I just feel like it's going to go on for about an hour and it's going to be like that scene from family guy where yeah. he is fighting the chicken yeah <laughs> yeah and only with a greater human loss and that's, I guess, maybe how they'll introduce Kryptonite. Is Batman will have some. He'll buy some, won't he? Have, He's got money. His Kryptonite ring. So the last big news, I suppose, uh, is the uh, the old X Men cast reuniting. They're all coming back. They were all on stage together, pretty much. Um, shall I read them all? Go on. <gasps> Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen, Halle Berry, Ellen Page, Sean Ashmore, Anna Paquin, James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, Jeffrey Lawrence, Nicholas Holt, Peter Dinklage, Evans Peters, and Omar Sy. Good. So all them, X-Men, they're all back for Days of Future Past. Sounds good. I'm really excited about this. So I saw the yep. Wolverine last week with Tom. And while not amazing, the Wolverine was really good because it's a f- superhero film that's not about him trying to save the world and New York blowing up and another part of the world blowing up. It's about him trying to save himself. And it's... Sounds rather pretentious to say his character study, but it is just about that character. He's such a good character, though. And he's really, I think he looks even better as Wolverine the older he's got. Like, he looks a bit more like. Ragged. Like, gnarled and yeah. grumpy. And there's some, and what's good, even though it's, it is probably a 12A, he drops some good F bombs. Really? Which you want. I was, when I was watching it, though, where there's not, you know, when he's slashing people up and you think there should be more blood. The Wolverine movie you probably want to see is an 18, mm. but they could never make it. But they get away with quite a lot in a 12A. They really push it. Because um, my favourite bit in X-Men First Class was um, when they try to rec- recruit Wolverine in the 60s. He's, when they sit down, about, they're about to sit down, he goes, fuck off. Yeah. And he just has a scotch. <laughs> I love that. But I'm really excited about Days of Future Past because the X-Men films were the Marvel movies that were really successful first. Like X-Men 1, X-Men 2. Yeah. Obviously Blake came just before that. But they really launched the Marvel universe universe for me and the first the first two movies are, are absolutely terrific really good and I've, in the third movie I think the bit where he kills Jean's great as well yeah that's the only good bit in that movie because that's really dramatic and quite touching since those movies 
you know, the Marvel universe has exploded and other people have done it better and the X-Men have kind of faded. But as a kid, X-Men were always my favourite. I love the X-Men cartoon in particular in the 90s. So this project where you're going to have all these characters, iconic characters teaming up on screen, in a way, to do, you know, the fear would be it's too many. But for me, that's what X-Men's always been. It's been about an ensemble. It's about having lots of characters. And some of these actors will probably only be in for three minutes, but that's fine because that's very in keeping with the X-Men universe. Um, so I'm excited to go back, see all these characters, and have kind of really modern special effects as well. Mm-hmm. I think some of those early special effects in X-Men don't really hold up that Really? Way. Yeah, the first one. I'd have to go back and watch it. I've not seen it in years. Um, Give me an example, can you? All the stuff with Toad, oh. like Ray Park's character. Mm. That stuff doesn't hold up very well. I watched a bit of Spider-Man 2, actually, and you, it looked much more animated the fight scenes than the ones we're kind of used to now. Sure. Which will probably look animated when we're watching fight scenes in two years. Well, I remember the, I remember the, the, the web-slinging sections in the first couple of Spider-Man movies looking suspect at the time, not looking particularly yeah. great. So they must look bloody awful now. Once again, we have to come back to Jurassic Park and say that seems to be the only CG yep. f- from a long time ago. That seems to hold up. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Terminator 2 is still in bad as well. No. Because it's used in such a smart way, isn't it? Yeah. That's probably why. Actually, uh, there are more ones that we've not mentioned here. That, uh, there was some Godzilla footage screened. Um, people got a glimpse at him. Apparently he's looking good. <laughs> he's looking good. He's looking good. Is he? World of Warcraft. Duncan Jones. Is Duncan really- Jones showed up, and that was a massive surprise. Mm. Especially as I'd been emailing him about Comic-Con, and he said he wasn't going. And then apparently, because uh, I went for lunch with him, apparently he sent me a clue that he was going, that I didn't understand. Uh, I went to see spam. <laughs> he emailed me on Tuesday and said, what day does Comic-Con start on? And I thought, well, that's a bit of a weird thing to say. Why don't you just Google it? But I emailed him back and told him and said, why, are you, are you coming now? And he didn't reply. Apparently that was his clue. Not, he said, not- I, sh- I should have known that he'd know when Comic-Con was starting. So by asking me when it was starting was his way of telling me he was going to be there. That doesn't really work. It's a bit cryptic. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's not cryptic. It's just a bit rubbish. So they've not started shooting. Uh, he, also, he also attached a big poster of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know for your attachments, Chris. He's just started shooting the movie. Um, no, he hasn't started shooting it. He's not started until next year, but they showed some pre-res stuff. And apparently it's looking very much like kind of a Western, but with orcs. Ooh. Very Sergio Leone was the tone of the, of the really? footage that they showed, yeah. If they get away with that, that would be awesome. <laughs> Would you go see that? Studio? I would, of course, I'd go and see that. A fantasy but, but Sergio Leone. It's a bit of a worry, isn't it? Because how is that going to sell? How are they going to flog that? How? That's how? A good question. You know, it's it's a tr- it's a tricky one. I love Duncan Jones's work, but what studio is going to support him saying I'm making it like a Sergio Leone movie? <laughs> unless it's uh, you know, unless he's got, I don't know, unless he's got the balls to go through with it. And yeah. he's just going to say, fuck you, well, you're giving me you the money, like, I'm just going to do it. This you do it, you go, well, nobody thought Space Western would do very well, but, you know, Star Wars? Yep. Fantasy Western. That's the new one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so we'll, we'll see with that one. I, I, the two things I was able to go to were a couple of press conferences, um, and they were for Ender's Game and Robocop. And funny enough, I was writing them up on my way back, both very similar tonally. That. that the kind of underlying theme of both movies is about war without responsibility. And with Ender's Game, it's all about sending children to do our work and mm. getting children to do our bidding. And with Robocop, it's about sending robots or 
basically tie you back to drones and what's happening with drones at the moment. Sure, yeah. So they both sounded interesting. They both looked fun, and they both sounded like they're going to be intelligent sci-fi movies. Whether they both work, I don't know. It remains to be seen. But they showed quite a bit of Ender's Game footage, and I reread the book. Um, and it's got me more excited. I still think they're going to have trouble with the finale. Just remind me what Ender's Game's about again, Chris. It's about it's set in the future where aliens have uh, invaded the Earth, and we're using children's minds to control um, our wars. Because I I can't exactly understand why. I, th- I think there's been a premonition that a child will will rescue us, will save us, and so this kid Ender. They think he's the one, and so it's all about getting him from the age of six and training him in the ways of war. And it's basically the whole film is in a training camp. And in the movie, it's Harrison Ford is the, is the kind of grizzled general who's training this kid sure. to kill. But it's got a very strange finale that I don't know how they'll be able to nail on, on, on film, but I guess that's the challenge. Cool. And it's Gavin Hood directing it, who made a great movie called Topsy. Topsy, yeah, And then I a that. disaster in Wolverine. Mm. But I think that was kind of studio interference. So they were both interesting. Guardians of the Galaxy was the thing. People went crazy for that. Yeah, that's they? what everyone was talking they about. They were for Batman. 13 days. But they said, like, tonally, they really nailed it. Cause it, was, it was funny and yeah. weird and... Very knowing that this is a very strange and weird... I'm really looking forward to that. Like the anti-Avengers almost. Yeah. And that actor, Chris Pratt, who's playing the kind of Han Solo character, is he's really funny. Yeah. He's the guy in um, Parks and Rec... Right, Do you ever yeah. watch Parks and Rec? I've seen all no. the episodes. He's great, so... There's always Hal Downer. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Peter Serafinovitz is in it. Is he? I guess he, he may well be voicing... Voicing something, yeah. Rocket Raccoon or Groot, one of those two, maybe. Yeah, someone tweeting about it. But, um, yeah, people were talking about that footage, but they showed a lot more than people were expecting. So, uh, you know, that one's going to be a big test for Marvel. A massive test, really. Okay. And then finally, yeah, Catching Fire trailer screen there, which I believe we've got on the site now. And I thought it was fantastic. That's got me jazzed. <laughs> did, <laughs> jazzed. Did, what did you think of the first movie? I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. Bit, you... bit rushed. That was the problem. Yeah, yeah, and they didn't really go for some of the violence in it. But I thought, yeah, I, th- I, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was a really good adaptation mm-hmm. of, okay. of a really good book. Um, I'm guessing as well. While you're out there, a lot of people were talking about Alpha Papa. Yeah, actually, it made me really think that because I always I'm not, not a cosplayer, but I thought I wish I'd gone as Alan Partridge cosplayer <laughs> just to see if anyone would pay any attention at all. Now, can, you, can you buy a Partridge wig? Because he's got a great head of hair, hasn't he? He has, hasn't he? Like a glossy hat is what he says in the. <laughs> I think we could do something with yours, you know. Like a, if I grew it out, yeah, like, brushed it back behind my ears like a glossy hat, <laughs> glossy as, hat. as was the style of the time. Because to you saying about cosplay, that's reminded me that. Um, you you were being threatened to be cosplayed, weren't you? Weren't, weren't, um, somebody was going to cosplay. Somebody you. was going to cosplay you up. Yeah, the the girls who made American Mary, the Soska sisters, the Soska yeah. twins. Yeah, they were going to cosplay all over me. <laughs> and while you were live streaming, I tried, but it never really happened. <laughs> while, while you were live streaming, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they came, we had a couple of nice parties though. We had a World's End party, okay, and it was cool. Doctor Who and Tom yeah, Cake having a, a chat. Some Game of Thrones people. Yep. And an Evil Dead party. Oh yeah, it sounds it sounds a hard life, Chris. Yeah, no, it was miserable. Would you recommend it then if somebody hasn't been to a comic con? Uh, would you recommend trying to get together the airfare and the ticket price and everything? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a brilliant experience, but just be aware that the bigger it gets, and each year it literally is getting bigger than the year before. Uh, f- you know, money wise, in terms of what's being spent there, in terms of the amount of people going, I think I the amount like, of stuff showing, yeah. you will spend m- the majority of your time in queues. 
That's what I was hearing the most from people, I, punters I was chatting to. Right. It's, you know, if you want to get to the Big the Marvel stuff. the Marvel one, you need to camp out for 10 hours. So that's a, that's a bit that's that's a bit miserable, I think. I, th- I was thinking about this. Are they going to get to a stage where they actually? It's great to be, but be there, but it's difficult with some of the footage. But they could just cut to black. It is live stream the panels, so everyone in the world could watch them, like they do with E three press conferences. Because mm. I would stay up all night and watch all this stuff. And even you know, if you're in the room, you get to see the footage. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I wouldn't I, be surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised next year if they live stream the whole thing. Yeah, maybe well, on IGN. I wonder if it'll come to a stage where just like just like the BBC show most of Glastonbury, where where a, a savvy broadcaster will pick up the broadcast rights to this and totally. and run it as live. Well, you could go interactive and like go, I want to yep. watch Hall H. Boom. Yeah, yeah, be great, wouldn't it? Make my life easier over there. <laughs> you can see, <laughs> I've seen no one talking like about Lineker on a Saturday afternoon watching all the telly. Yeah, that's what it'd be. <laughs> I'm more like Ian Dowie. <laughs> Garth Crooks <laughs> just has He's no idea what's going on very similar to Garth Crooks aren't you that's one for the internationalists yeah you know how it would be a bit better though if you had a Shrek in it I was going to keep saying what is that. why <laughs> you, come on you can't just care. keep doing this you can't care. keep doing this little private joke some, some of our listeners will know yeah it's actually Lee Herring's um, podcast he always says it's Richard it, Herring <laughs> Lee Herring brilliant that's what what that's the name of his comedy show Lee Herring get on with it well Richard Herring does um, Stuart Lee and Um, What happened to Stuart Lee? Anyway, Richard Herring does a weekly podcast um, from Leicester Square Theatre where he interviews guests. Which I've been to. I went to the Edgar Wright one. Yeah. Yes, and he says many times, can you put a a Shrek in it? Yeah, the world's going to be better if you put a Shrek in it. He also asks the question, have you ever tried to suck your own cock? I don't know if I would have gone down that route for this one. No? I bet Stuart has as well. I bet Stuart has as well. What, tried or yeah, succeeded? And, and another question is, have you ever tried to fuck an animal? And if you... No, what animal would you fuck? Yeah, I don't think I asked that one anymore. It's not. Anyway, this is our podcast, not Richard Herring's. Shut up, we nick bits all the time from other podcasts. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com is the email address if you would like to get in touch with us. Um, and finally, we are able to receive emails and things. It's really good. I'm yeah. quite pleased. And we quite had cool. uh, quite a good response to to uh, last week's podcast. More on that in just a moment. But, Cripps, I think you've got the first bit of feedback. Yeah, so this is from Damien Knight. He says, really enjoy the podcast. Please help me how- out here. Who is the young Scottish persona who is now an integral part of your team? I'm so bloody old and I've never I've been listening for not that long. I can never grasp the name. Sounds younger than my cat. What's that mean? <laughs> The young Scottish persona. <laughs> the young Scottish persona. Is that implying that she's not really Scottish? Yes, a good point. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, David. I don't, I don't know who you are. I don't know, I don't know who that could be. Don't know. Scottish uh, person. That is Ms. Keza McDonald. Yeah. Who will probably be back in the hot seat next week. Yeah, if we, if we get everything working in the new office. <laughs> Long shot. Uh, George Woods e- emailed us because last week I put a shout out asking her anybody would like to write us a new theme tune, write the theme tune, sing the theme tune. And George has sent us three songs, uh, which uh, very kind of you, George. I haven't listened to them yet because oh, I've been busy moving thanks, been busy moving but George you I just want to say yeah I've packed up everything I packed up a long time ago thanks for sending them in I'm going to listen to them uh, and we'll we'll play them out on the podcast and, and get votes in to see, yeah. if, uh, see if people like them we should play them in the office as well and get the office the just whole a, of the office to vote I like 20 second clips just on loop yeah <laughs> forever uh, he's based in the UK in Scotland see it all links together and at 47 he's probably a lot older than the majority of your demographic not much older than the 
bloke who just wrote in before by the sound of it. Or you. Or me. Not much older now. It's your birthday last week, wasn't it, Stuart? Yes, I was 44. Oh, It's nice. Um, next bit from Joshua Aluwalia. I can't wait for the next generation of games, and it seems to me the PS4 is better in almost every way, and he lists loads of advantages. I think he's a little bit keen on the PS4. It's 50% more powerful, 33 more powerful APU, more and better exclusives. Well, maybe not just yet. Um, PlayStation Plus is infinitely better value than Xbox Gold. Cheaper, removable HDD, free-to-play games, camera not mandatory. We'll be back compatible in some way. <laughs> so what advantages does the Xbox One have? Well, £80 more expensive. Yeah. Better build quality. Maybe. Is that right? I don't know. Yeah, if, if somebody, if, a, if an intruder comes into your house and you had to twat them with an X-Gen console, you'd probably get a better result from the Xbox One. I'm not, let's not Xbox One bash, because that's not fair. I was just literally bashing with an yeah, Xbox no, One then. You can slag it off as much as you want. Just don't <laughs> hit people with it. I think the Xbox One has loads of advantages and also loads of similarities you know, internally it's very similar. It'll have loads of the same third-party games. We don't know what Xbox's indie um, policy is yet. It's got all the TV stuff. Like I know there are some people I've spoken to, and the TV stuff does interest them. Mm. For a lot of people who just play games, that stuff is superfluous. So I don't think you want to kind of underplay... Well, I think the litmus test is this. Chris, which one is going to sit unused beneath your TV? I don't care. Neither. Um, whichever one I can play movies on. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to play both of them really to decide which one I'm going to buy. All right. Because at this stage, it's just all constant speculation. Yeah. I know it's paying our wages. This this you know non-stop speculation, but I'll pass judgment when I've had a had a go on both. You're a very reasonable man, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I've got bigger fish to fry, like this. <laughs> Um, it's an <laughs> accidental. It, intentional. It's, ne- yeah, it's never accidental. Part of with me. No. It's intentional. Um, I've got an email from Greg Christie, who says, "Are you guys excited about the final eight episodes of Breaking Bad? Yes. Any predictions on the ending? Also, do you have any info on Netflix schedule for broadcasting it? I noticed on the Netflix Facebook page there was a logo saying new episodes weekly. Uh, mm. You were asking about this earlier, weren't you? Stu? Yeah. And did yeah. we get anything back? I don't think we did, really, did we? You know what? I can look into this. I know someone that's gone to work for Netflix. So but that's what I've also me... heard. They're going to show it like in tune with broadcast with American broadcast. Yeah, that's exciting. So if you can change your DNS settings to get American Netflix, well, the... it, it, it's what it feels like. I mean, it's going to be such a big deal. Yeah, it's the first time something this has happened. I think, isn't it? Where a show that's gotten this big has we're not sure when we're going to be getting it. It's been so mixed up the way also, it's come yeah, over Yeah, and here. also... It's so hard what, to watch it. Why Netflix is interesting, though, is Netflix has also been the vehicle by which many people have caught up on the show. Absolutely. It. Like, a lot of people have heard about it, but then they've gone to Netflix to consume it. Yes. Because am I right in saying it, it, the last couple of seasons haven't been available not, not on, UK, on, on UK TV? Don't think which so. Is, so which is, it's crazy. frankly, preposterous. Uh, I've watched them. They've been coming out on DVD here, and I've been watching them on DVD. Right. What do, we th- um, what do we think is going to happen then, the last eight episodes? I I worry, really... Will we spoil anything for people who haven't been watching it? Well, didn't they, uh, didn't at Comic-Con, didn't they show like Catch the first few minutes of, no, of the like next episode? I just feel like people haven't started yeah. watching Breaking Bad yet and we're jumping to what we think is going to happen at the end of it. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's been on for eight years. <laughs> um, oh, I've got a good one, actually. Go on. And it, this actually doesn't spoil it much, considering the opening. Um, <laughs> Cancer comes back. 
Terminal. Terminal. That is just like end gets letter from the doctor. Is ah oh, shit. Yeah. Really downbeat end. Could be. That people will hate like the Sopranos ending. I, I didn't want it. Like that's the only. Th- that was the thing I was excited about Comic Con that I've not read up on. I didn't want to see any clips from the season yet okay. or anything. I'd rather just go in. Are you up to date? Well, the thing is, yeah. we we know what is going to happen well, that because flash of the very forward. first flash forward at yeah. the start of this season. Weird? Wonder if yeah, this half of the season would just continue from that flash forward, maybe and like work backwards or something. I don't know, like flashbacks. Anyway, this, this was very. There were one or two things I missed at Comic Con, and what I really was upset about is I missed Hank. From oh, Breaking Will, Bad. Will yeah. got a picture with Hank. I know. Did he? And he? Yeah, Hank came up to our IGN area and came and said hello. And I don't know if he did an interview or we did some photos, but it's like, that's what I would have liked to have been yeah. there for. Yeah. Good old Hank. I was sitting in our green room chatting with someone and I was walking out. I was thinking, oh, it's a bit boring in here. And I was walking out, I heard an English accent from inside and I, I was like, who's, who's that? Who's the English person that's not me? And it was Matt Smith. <laughs> and I hadn't recognised him with the shaved yeah. head. Of course. So I was straight back in there. <laughs> Hello, Matt, how are you doing? I'm Chris from London. Hi, oh, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you, Doctor um, What are your predictions for the ending, though, Greg? Let us know. Yep. Um, what else have we got here? Oh, yes, this uh, from George Buckley. Uh, he says, hi, boys and girl. Uh, I'm assuming he means Keza, who's not here. I discovered your podcast in January and was over the moon to find such a great show. I spent the last six months going through the entire back catalogue up to episode 100, between also listening to your recent ones, and that's a bit confusing at times, but all very entertaining. He says, the first half of 2013 has been shite. Lost my granddad in February, lost my dad in March, but your podcast gave me something to take my mind off things and always cheered me up. Just wanted to say a huge thank you to everyone involved for keeping my spirits up. You guys are fucking awesome. That's nice, is Thanks, it? George. Yeah. Glad we could bring a smile well, to your face. We've both lost our dads, haven't we, Stu? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's horrible, that. Well, we could help in some small way. Yeah. I didn't think we were that funny. No, we were definitely we were not. He's cheering anyone up. <laughs> He's listening to Richard Herring's podcast. <laughs> By mistake. <laughs> um, next bit is from Paraboli77. So this is a bit of feedback from the site in the comments, I believe. Reasons why I love my Surface Pro. Oh, no, this is this is because last week we were banging on about, about right, Microsoft. Okay, Basically, they've lost... Getting on for a billion dollars on the Surface, which, right, okay. which has around about 2% of the tablet market so, now. So I was Whoops. going through his reasons why he loves it. Okay. It essentially has the same specs and same price as the MacBook Air, but can be used as a tablet. It's also smaller and more portable. It can be used as a drawing tablet with a real Wacom pen. Um, it's a laptop that can be used as a tablet. It's a tablet that can be used as a laptop. Clever. Okay. Unlike your iPad, it can play real games. I use mine to play Skyrim and Star Wars The Old Republic on the go. Unlike an iPad, I can use real MS Office, Adobe Photoshop, and PC software. Um, so basically his services replaced three devices an mm. iPad a MacBook Air and his Fujitsu convertible fair enough then there you go impressive stuff yeah um, I have an email from uh, Jake Gascho uh, who emails and writes I know the only happy person who has an RT my mother brackets mum question mark close brackets well only he knows that he's from uh, <laughs> he's from Michigan so I guess yeah that, that would be the UK version of yeah. mother Mom, 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 mom. Um, has an RT and uses it for her work. It comes stock with the Office Suite, Excel, Word, PowerPoint, etc., and Outlook. She can just hook it up for her work email. It's lighter than her laptop, and she loves it. She's a little old lady <laughs> who shrunk to the size of a hobbit in her old age, but she's an Office MVP now. That's brilliant! <laughs> wow, wow, that's, that's not pretty bad. awesome. So, uh, on the entire planet, we found two people that like their Microsoft surfaces. 
Yeah. yeah. Good. <laughs> which, which explains Microsoft's predicament. <laughs> well, one and a half people because um, this is a hobbit. Jake's mum's the size of a hobbit. Yeah. Which is actually a <laughs> mythical creature. <laughs> um. Uh, okay, this this is still to be read out. I don't know. I'm confused. I'm confused. The way it's been highlighted looks like it's been highlighted and by crossed out by a child. Um, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and read it. Uh, this is from Andrew Viney, who says, "Hi IGN UK crew. I just wanted to write and let you know how happy I am about the recent changes to IGN's comments and moderation policy. I've been somewhat of a lurker on IGN for many years, just reading the articles and listening to the podcasts." I've never taken part in the discussions in the comments because it felt like a waste of time. My post would be lost among the thoughtless, vitriolic and abusive remarks from some other readers. Stuart. I'm so glad to see IGN is starting to take a proactive approach to put an end to this and promote a more welcoming, friendly and insightful community. One that I can't wait to be a part of, finally. Uh, that's from Andrew in Bristol. It's a really nice That's email. great. Yeah, I mean, it's something we've talked about for a long time. Yeah, and, and like, we all, they always used to really upset us, didn't they? Yeah, of course. We were quite embarrassed about them and it's a learning process for all of us it's going to take time um, it's a complete culture change yeah I mean I, I had to take some action when I was in the States because of a story I wrote up I don't know if you saw the Harrison Ford story I wrote yeah. so the writer of uh, Ender's Game Orson Co- Scott Card has come out against uh, gay marriage he's been very bo- vocal for years with his anti-gay sentiment and then I guess with this film coming up he's used it as kind of a pedestal yeah. to get his voice out there and so someone put the question to to um Harrison Ford and we kind of thought and he did initially he'd dance around it just saying you know the issues we address in this movie have nothing to do with his personal issues but then he said also you know uh, Scott Card has been vocal about the fact that he feels like he's lost the war against gay marriage which is good for all of us because it means we've won and it means humanity has won we were like wow that's a big that's yeah. a big quote. So I went, I went and wrote it up, and then yeah, suddenly well, that's two, a shitstorm. Two thousand comments appeared underneath it, <laughs> and that's after we've deleted some or, or blocked users wow. or warned users, because as you can imagine, some it's some good just, ones as well, though. Yeah, some really intelligent, well reasoned, um, you know, stuff. Like a, a lot of debate as to whether because if he's anti-gay marriage, does it make him anti-gay? And you know, I, I know my opinion on that, but it was it was interesting to have the debate, you know, yeah. happening, but. Again, when I when I first put it up, I had to get in touch with some of our social team and say, "Can you help out with this? Because I'm busy." It's too here. much, yeah, yeah. I'm busy here, and that's the thing is like it requires a lot of resource, and it's going to take yeah. time. Like and said. people are saying, "Oh, great, IGN have said they're going to do this," and then these comments are appearing. It's but not going to be overnight. No. And, it, and also, there's a degree between stopping comments and comments we dislike, but then yeah. also just blanket censorship, which exactly. is not not what we're advocating. No. It's just it's okay to have a divergent opinion, and we'll actually defend your right to have that divergent yep. opinion. IGN, even I disagree with it, and that kind of yeah, other thing. But we can't it's have just hate. A bu- hate speech and yeah. people just being abused for no reason. Mm. Mm. And some people were saying that I was just putting the story up to to bait comment, but I didn't think that was the case at all. Like this was a, a big story coming out of Comic Con about something that yeah, you know, we're all question marks over. Exactly, anyway, that's got a bit serious. I think it was Volto, not Zola. But thanks for your email, Andrew. Comment section is not the place for hate speak or abuse. That's, that's, the, that's awesome. what the I, I write. A <laughs> uh, final bit of e- uh, feedback for this week is from Chris King. He says, uh, thanks for finally getting strict in your comment section. Uh, I never want to leave an opinion or comment, as there's always one douche who replies offensively, and that in turn spurs on more hate comments from the others. Now we can have positive criticism and intellectual arguments without the fear of abuse from these smaller-minded people. Also the people who just go first. 
Yeah, <laughs> they brilliant. can fuck right off. That's yeah. me most of the time. Yeah. First, all right, you've got nothing else in publish your life. first. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Chris also asks one last thing. He says a random question: If you had to live on a desolate island and could only bring one console, one game, one film, one CD, and one book, what would they be? Bloody hell! Bloody hell! You can't just <laughs> land that on us at the end of the podcast. What? Actually, to, to be honest, you've only just come back today, but I did send an email around yesterday saying he's asked this question. Have a think about actually, it. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, actually, the first podcast in the new office. Yeah. Let's think about that for an entire week and all bring our A game. That well, could be that the, sounds good. It was it was console game yep. book film uh, and CD. And CD, yeah. Box. Why, why, if, why on, am I giving on, on console on. different choices? Box, <laughs> box sets excluded. It says as well. Yeah, okay. fine. Why if my game and console are different choices? Well, I you're, won't be able an, to play it. you're an idiot then. No, but that's a reasonable thing. Your favorite console it might be different. I think you're. Allowed, I'm going to allow you to bring a different console and game. Okay. But we'll have much use out of it. You're not. <laughs> this, 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 this says oh, I listen literal. Do you know what? I think we should throw this open to the listeners exactly. as well. Yeah, I think I, it's I, a terrific This is actually idea. a special podcast where we all bring through our choices and discuss them. And Absolutely. Them. Yeah, that's a great idea. So, pin your goals back again. So, one console, one game. I'm going to say one game to play on that console. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, can my console be an iPhone? Yeah, I don't see Essentially why not. That, then the question but is, again... But it's, 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 it's... All right, you can have your iPhone, but you have no signal. Yeah, fine. Okay, but, but it's a game. But, Sue, if you're saying it's a, a game oh, for that no. console, essentially the question is, what's your favourite game? Well, right, you've got then. no signal. Yeah. Well, would you have any signal for the for the console so you could play... No Wi-Fi, so you can't play multiplayer. This is getting very complicated now. <laughs> but, but, but I'll just take an extra but, book. But Chris, for, for us to have fun, there needs to be rules. <laughs> for this to make sense and work, there has it, to be order. What's my book? Can my book be on a Kindle? <laughs> yeah. Yes, but it can be the only book. What if I've not read a book since I was eight? And what about the film? Can, the film, can you have a Blu-ray or is it only DVD? What if it's not released on your favourite format? Will there be a projector? What if it's not been made yet, the film? What if I want Guardians of the Galaxy? I want Batman versus Superman. One console, one game, one film, yeah, one scene, yeah, one book. When are, we, when are we going to the island? One man, one vote. <laughs> one finger, one, one thumb. One love. Will, will there be free pornography? Will pornography be accessible on the island via internet? Not if Cameron's got anything to do with it. And on Is that the island bombshell, Jersey? ladies and gentlemen, Ooh. thanks for joining us. We'll see you in our brand new office. I promise next week will be the first podcast from the brand new office. Might be. If it's if, working. If it's working. Okay. Uh, we'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com is the contact address. Thanks it's a very listening. memorable contact address. Don't go there. <laughs> we'll see you next week, everyone. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. 
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.